Hey, honeys, it's your girl Jackie J, and I'm here to tell you guys something very exciting. Today's episode of Natch Butte is my first remote episode, and I just wanted to tell everybody in case you were like, "What is happening? This doesn't sound like you're in the studio, Jackie." I'm confused. Stephen and I went on the road. We went to my friend Jacqueline's acupuncture office. She runs a company called Sweet Beat Acupuncture here in LA, and we just wanted to do some inner beauty and talk about my body and what's going on with it, and you know. Uh, because beauty comes from within, so we go through my entire health regimen with her, and we wanted to let you know if you if you're wondering why it sounds different, that's why. There's a couple trains that go by at certain points. We kept it in for the ambiance, so that if if you're wondering what's going on, that's what's going on. Uh, just like always, everything will be up on Nashby.com after the episode. So if you're wondering if we talked about something, you want to check it out, it'll be there. And I just real quick want to say because I know you ladies. And honeys of all types want to know about products and skincare and makeup. And we don't really talk about makeup and skincare that much in this episode. So I just really briefly wanted to say that I get a lot of emails about The Ordinary, the brand The Ordinary. And guess what? I finally got some Ordinary products and they're fantastic. Where have I been? Stop sending me emails. I finally got some. So real quick, I just wanted to shout out The Ordinary, tell you some of the products that I've been using from them. I've been using the Advanced Retinoid 2%. Um, you know, I've played around a little bit with Retinoids, Retin-As, Retin-Bs, Retin-Cs. I don't know. There's too many. I don't know. But this one is a gentle one. I've been using it every day, and I haven't had any irritation yet. Um, and it's a liquid. I'm very happy with it. And then I also uh, got the 100% Organic Cold Press Rosehip Seed Oil. Um, so it's great. Uh, it uh, sucks into my skin really nicely. I put that on after the Retinoid, or I might do... I also got the 100% plant-derived squalane. Squalane. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I like it. Okay? It's a lightweight sugar cane and beet-derived solution to support healthy hydration. You know I'm all about those plants. I love the plants. I love fruits. So I put that on my face. I've been really happy with it. Um, It's a non- comedogenic so it's suitable for all skin types it won't clog clog your pores it also will help with your hair to increase heat protection so i'm like oh color me intrigued baby i'm gonna be putting this squalane on my damn hair so two for the price of one so now i i wanted to let y'all know this real quick because i get a lot of emails about the ordinary and everybody's loving it and, and i feel like i've deprived everybody by not talking about it yet and the only reason i haven't talked about it yet is because i got a lot of products i'm trying a lot of shit but i got some ordinary finally, and I like it. So there's my official endorsement. There's some products for you. Now enjoy this special remote episode of Natch Butte. You, you, you are a natural butte. You, you, you are a Natch Butte. Natch Butte, Natch Butte, Natch Butte. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't even know if I should do my intro because this is such an intimate thing. I'm going to do a serene version. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wake up, grab a brush, and put a little makeup, baby. This is Natch Butte, and I'm so excited because this is a very special episode. Stephen and I are on a remote location. This is the first time we've ever recorded Natch Butte, not in the studio, because we have a very special guest. And first, I'm going to read some of her credentials so you don't think I'm fucking around today. I'm with my friend Jacqueline Gabardi. Jacqueline is an acupuncturist, an herbalist, and a holistic fertility coach. And she's a licensed acupuncture and herbal medicine specialist. (laughs) 
She has a master's degree in oriental medicine and a bachelor's in biology. So basically what I'm saying is she's probably the smartest person we've had on this podcast yet. (laughs) And she's going to talk to us about another side of beauty, beauty from within. The Eastern medicine way of beauty. We're going to put some needles in me. We're going to put some needles in my face. And she's going to do a consult on me to see what's wrong with me. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming into my office. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Thank you. We're here in Los Angeles at Sweet Beet Acupuncture. In Atwater Village. Obviously, I love the name because, you know, I love love some veggies. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm not a big beet fan, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I don't even eat that many beets. But I like... So I had a blog... um, that I've had for like the past 10 years called Sweet Beet and Green Bean. And when I started, which I just really like the name of. And when I started my practice, I was like, oh, Sweet Beet. Yeah, there it is. Beets, beets taste like dirt to me. <laughs> yeah, especially beet juice. It's, it's like so gross. No matter how much you dilute it, it still tastes like dirt. Yeah. Like I've a good been- roasted beet with some like goat cheese on it. That's good. I know you don't eat goat cheese. Well, but- Jacqueline is like a major chef and cook. she cooks, she gardens. I'm telling you, she's goals. <laughs> she's all around goals of just how to slay at life. <laughs> so yeah, maybe someday you can roast me some beets and they won't taste like dirt. They also, you know, make your pee red. Yeah, they do. Which if you forget and then you eat them and then you pee and you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah. I have syphilis or whatever. <laughs> so you just have to be mindful of your whole life of everything. <laughs> yeah. You probably just ate beets. You probably don't have syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you never know, okay? So where where would we begin? Let's say I'm walking in right now to come see you. Um, I filled out my paperwork mm-hmm. online because you know Jackie J. She's always on time and she doesn't fuck around <laughs> and she's always prepared. So I filled out my paperwork, but let's pretend that we've never met. And I've maybe... For all intents and purposes, I've never done acupuncture before. So I'm a new client. I come and sit in your office. Let's begin. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. It's nice to meet you. Thanks My real name is Jacqueline, like yours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, <laughs> that's probably not quite how it's Actually, it would be for me. <laughs> it's fun to meet people with your name. It is. I know. It is fun, especially when it's like just slightly different, Jacqueline and Jackie. Yeah. Though I used to go by Jackie. I know. We've had this conversation. Yeah. I almost switched to Jacqueline, too. I can't, can't even imagine. Yeah. I made the switch. I hit 21, and I was like, I'm a woman now. Yeah. I honestly almost said that, too, but I didn't want to give up my Hotmail email address. Yeah. So I didn't. I stayed with Jackie. <laughs> That's true story. That's a good I was Jackie MJ at Hotmail. Which don't try to email me. I closed it. Yeah, you can't give that up. I closed it. And then especially once you commit to your SAG name, it's like you're locked yep. in, right? Yep. Yeah. True that. That's how I felt like once I started my business, I'm like, this is my name. Yes. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> All right. So hello, I'm in your office. So uh, so it says that you were um, on your paperwork, you want to work on general wellness, you want to work on your skin, and you you one of the things you put down was that you get hand cramps from texting too much. Yes. So basically, I think I'm going to have carpal tunnel any day now. Um, I am growing a podcast audience and I respond to every message I get except for DMs on Instagram. Stop DMing me. I ain't going to answer you. I don't have all day. (laughs) So I go to bed with my hands sore all the time. Both hands, just the right hand? Both hands. Both hands. Okay. Yeah. Any fingers in particular? Do you notice it more in the wrist, more in the hands? Good question. I would say hands. Like in the palm area. Uh Uh-huh. Both sides? Yeah. And, and And my thumbs, like I feel like this... Yeah, my, I'm moving my thumb around. So thumb socket and my wrist. I used to get really sore wrists when I did lashes, but I haven't done lashes in a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
um, half a year or so. Fun so, fact, Jackie did my lashes. That's true, times. but we're Love new. I'm a them. new client. We don't know Love each other. Them. We don't know each other. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's, um, I really think I'm going to get carpal tunnel. I don't know. I've Googled it. I guess people are, this cramping of the hands is a semi new thing because of social media and everybody yeah. being on their phone all the damn time. Yeah. Cause what happens is I have to respond to things. And I just have to type long things on my phone or my Facebook. Well, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a lot for my damn hands. I'm yeah. a very delicate woman. I'm a very feminine, delicate woman. And it's not just typing, but also like holding up the hand and yes. holding your hands in an uncomfortable position. Yes. It's the whole thing. Yes. Because sometimes it'll even be like tension in your neck, shoulder that kind of creeps yes. down into your arms. Yes. And also, I feel like my limbs fall asleep really easily. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I might have brought that up to you when I was here before, but I was never here before. But I'm talking about when, <laughs> like, if I'm laying down, like last night I was watching GOT, you know, I was laying down on the couch. And about 20 minutes in, this whole left side of my body got numb and I had to get up and shake. Mm-hmm. When I see movies, my legs go numb and I have to shake. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know, don't, I'm probably dying, but I just, you know, let's <laughs> full disclosure for health. That's what's going on. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so when you say pain in your hands, is it mostly just like achy pain? Yes. Is it sharp shooting pain? Is there tingly burning pain? Yes. All. Yeah. All the things. It definitely there. burns and tingles. I like that you have a poker face because if I was in this profession, I'd be like, oh, this person's fucked. <laughs> like my, I would like roll my eyes and go, oh, shit. This person with a damn mess. I've probably accidentally done that a few times, but <laughs> I can only imagine what you've heard. Obviously, you can't tell us. No, I can't. But the, but this all, if I mean, only. it's just all pretty normal, actually. Yeah. Have um, you treated somebody with texting hands before? Yeah, I've treated texting hands quite a bit. Yeah. It's like texting hands, typing hands, yep. driving yep. shoulder. Yep. And then a lot of people who are, um, I find a lot of writers and a lot of people who are like at their computers a lot have a ton of neck pain too. Just yeah. from like arching. Yeah. We're all going to be like, crooked back people in 20 years unless you get regular acupuncture and chiropractic oh, right shit. <laughs> yep guess so that's a preventative medicine it's actually preventative um and so does anything make it better or worse are there times a day that it gets worse is it worse by the end of the day at night yeah yeah i go to bed with it it doesn't but sometimes i wake up in the morning and what do i do i grab my damn phone Mm-hmm. I see who tweeted me overnight. I got <laughs> listeners all over the world. We're all in different time zones. So I check my phone and then I find myself in bed for like 20 minutes while the dog is like laying on my shoulder like, mom, I need to pee. But, um, and the pain, and the pain starts in. again. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Jacqueline, I'm a, I'm a slave in this prison. Have you d- ever done anything for it that helps? Like even just taking ibuprofen. I might take ibuprofen if it's like really bad, but I'm, I try to not take anything. I'm real weird about medicine. Does it help when you take ibuprofen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It takes the edge off. Yeah. Okay. I love ibuprofen. Yeah. I mean, I know you specialize in fertility and women's bodies and the only thing that helps me get through my life is ibuprofen, baby. The only thing. I feel you. And that is like basically what Western medicine's really good for. Like when you need to function, like, yeah, pop an ibuprofen and you're, you can go out into the world and right. you don't have like debilitating migraines or menstrual pains. Right. But like if you don't want to keep having debilitating migraines or menstrual pains, then you can do, you know, holistic means and, and, um, preventative medicine can, help prevent those symptoms from popping up. But like when the symptoms pop up, like pain management, yeah. you know, it's great to have pain meds if you absolutely need them. For sure. It's just like, I find that Western medicine, when it's all, when it's, you know, completely all Western medicine and there's no kind of 
holistic view of the body, then it's like, then we become really re- reliant on medicines. I don't know if that... Is that the train yeah, that you told train. us about? Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, so it's... Like in Chinese medicine, we're always looking at the balance of yin and yang. And so we can really look at Western medicine as more yang and and Eastern medicine as more yin. And so it's not about choosing one and like becoming a zealot for it. It's about kind of using both when they apply. You know, like Western medicine is really good for like diagnostics. It can see inside the body. It can, we can do an x-ray or an MRI. We can see exactly what's going on. And Eastern medicine's not quite as good at that. But Eastern medicine's more about preventative health, preventative medicine and like basically making you healthier overall so that then you don't have to rely on pharmaceuticals and surgery when you don't absolutely need it. When you absolutely need it, cool. I'm so glad I get to go to the emergency room if I need to. <laughs> I'm so glad there are, that there are antibiotics so I don't die from diarrhea. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, what a terrible way to go. <laughs> but, That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine getting the call. Um, Mr. McCabe, your wife is is dead <laughs> what happened she shit herself <laughs> r.i.p baby oh my god you just blew my mind because you said yin and yang and i feel yeah. like literally everyone says yin and yang so yep. like are we all appropriators like how did how did that should i be saying yin yang because chooch has a yin yang on her collar should i be saying yang so you can if you want to i mean it's one of those things where like enough people say yang that that's what about like the yin yang twins i mean window to the wall enough people say it that like i think that that's how language works is like once enough people say it that's a uh, yang is a way of saying it too but originally chinese people would pronounce it yang and the way that it gets translated into english is called pinyin because obviously chinese has different like characters so when we write it out in english we're kind of just doing our best to find a pronunciation for it and so they write out you know y-a-n-g which likes to us looks like yang yeah but in whenever something is a-n-g in chinese it's typically yang tong song so like it's a it's a long a very so interesting it is yin and yang and when i say that people like Really look at me with a side eye. <laughs> like, well, that's why I wanted to address it. Okay, we're very transparent well, <laughs> on attribute. I don't let anything get past me. Yeah, people are often like, why is this white girl saying young like she speaks Chinese? Hey, I think you've earned the right, though. I mean, you got a degree. We don't. Can right? I just tell you that just sitting here like this, my my hand's tingling. Oh, yeah? Is that, I'm dying, right? Like, <laughs> definitely dying. <laughs> just holding this microphone, my hand is starting to get tired. Yeah. Well, oh, it is. They're heavy ass. microphones. They are heavy. And I'm like, look at these tiny wrists. Right? I have the wrists of a T-Rex. <laughs> so what's... Like, this is heavier than your phone. This is like yeah. three, four times heavier than your phone. Yeah, and I feel it phone. in my back, too. Yeah, that's where it starts. Yeah. I'm, all right. Well, listen. We're, we got our work ahead of us today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yin and yang is um, is basically... And also, like, they talk about the yin... You say like Chuch has a yin yang on mm-hmm. her collar. So that's actually called the Taiji. And it's like a representation of the yin, yang, yin and yang. And so the idea of yin and yang is basically it's this balance of like feminine and masculine energies. Um, it's nothing is absolutely yin, absolutely yang. Everything in life is like a mix of yin and yang. I like that baby fluid gender. Yeah. We're all about that. <laughs> so yeah. So like for example, Women are generally more yin, men are generally more yang, but you could easily find a very yin man and a very yang woman. What am I? Am I yin or yang? I mean, you seem, you seem 
you're you're yin in a lot of ways because you're feminine but then like you do have like a strong young yeah baby power right like yes. you have this like <laughs> yes baby I'm young all night <laughs> and everyone's just like variations of it where like you know you you might be yin considered to one person but yang considered considered to another person like I said there's no absolute yin absolute yang where like there's nothing that embodies yin absolutely or yang absolutely I mean I'm into all that but like you know overall yin is associated with like quiet stillness restfulness um, water (laughs) and then yang is more like assertiveness like sort of uh, go 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 like motivation aspiration um, sort of like the hustle and bustle like yang the reason why masculine is associated with yang is because also sort of like sturdy and firm and like tough whereas yin is a little bit more soft and squishy and um kind of like soft around the edges i think based on that description i'm a hundy yin baby (laughs) (laughs) i'm so feminine i'm just kidding um so let's what what's is there any more questions we should discuss yeah so i usually want to ask about a few other things i want to ask overall about sleep digestion Mm -hmm. energy level Mm -hmm. mood Mm -hmm. so let's start with sleep i'm a pretty good sleeper yeah how many hours a night like eight okay yeah Yeah. i don't i don't fuck with the sleep yeah um can't fuck with the sometimes i don't sleep well but it's mainly just like if i have a big audition the next day and i'm like what if i book this my life could change you know i'm just i'm still working on that and is there um much waking up or is it a pretty solid eight hours Uh, i wake up a pretty good amount especially summertime because we have the air running and and i hate air conditioning and i don't like sound and it's like whirring all night and then Mm -hmm. like controlling the temperature i like a very very warm dark quiet room and that's pretty hard to come by Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood yeah so i wear a sleep mask i'm like nobody touch me Two, she'll be crawling all over me all night yeah pro tip melatonin um increases when you wear a sleep mask (gasps) interesting because the more light that's let in during during nighttime into our eyes the less melatonin we produce but the less light we get the more melatonin we produce so wearing a sleep mask helps us to stay asleep longer and more soundly and also melatonin is an antioxidant well, look at that. That's very interesting and yeah. good. To, I wear it all the time because I never go to bed at the same time as my partner. He's always reading something in the bed. So the light is on or he's playing a phone, game on his phone or he's listening to an audio book or, you know, he comes in later. So I have to wear that mask to like keep my because I can't, light makes me so mad. Yeah. I need darkness, baby. Yeah. Right. And so with um, getting about eight hours every night, are you generally energy pretty good during the day? No. No. OK. Yeah. Is it is there any particular time of day like morning, afternoon, evening? Or I'm is like, it kind of all day low I'm energy? I'm pretty tired. Yeah. But I don't work out. But I've been starting to this month. Good for you. I, well, you know, we're starting slow. Yeah. I got a class pass um, just because I'm trying to stop this. I feel like What's the serotonin? Is it what what your brain makes something when you exercise? Uh, yeah, uh, it releases endorphins. Yeah, I I just need some endorphins. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like I feel like I just need to move the bod. So uh, that's I feel like that might help with my energy. Mm-hmm. But I also just eat weird, and you know, I feel like I could probably eat better, give yeah. me some more energy. So, and do you tend to have like? Eating schedules that are pretty regular or all over no, the map? Yeah. I'm a damn mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday I was editing podcasts and then I looked down at my phone. It was 2.45 and I literally hadn't eaten anything yet. 
And I was in like, the this? day. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is not good. No wonder I'm a damn mess. <laughs> you know, your, your body, your brain needs food mm-hmm. just to like function and be a normal human being. Yeah. Well, and your endocrine system, like basically if you aren't feeding it, it goes into this sort of like survival mode where That's- not, not only are you like riding off of cortisol, but your whole body is sort of thinking like something's wrong. I'm in survival mode all day, every day. <laughs> that's basically me. I, that's how I function. And so this is a good, uh, a good topic. This is something I talk about with my patients a lot. So when you say survival mode, that's like the fight or flight. You, do you know about fight or flight? Um, have you heard the term yeah, fight or flight? Basically like you either run away or you stay and face it. Yeah. That's what fight or flight is. It's basically, it's like your, your nervous system is in this sort of heightened state of like, defensiveness or aggressiveness like you're sort of convinced that you have to survive the next few minutes like you're not really thinking beyond that's that that is me every second (laughs) (laughs) and so that's literally part of our autonomic nervous system our autonomic nervous system is like everything we don't think about so like where blood flows in our body and if our pupils are dilated or contracted i don't like talking about blood (laughs) if we're like how shallow or or deeply we're breathing um how fast our heart's racing um are do we have more more, um, do we have more circulation in our sensory organs and our muscles and our digestive tract and our reproductive organs that is all controlled by the autonomic nervous system. And so there's two branches of the autonomic nervous system. There's the, um, fight or flight system, which most people are familiar with. And then I'm surprised that no one has heard of the other branch of the autonomic nervous system, which is called rest and digest. And it's basically when like, you know, like when you're in a really calm yoga class or when after you've meditated or acupuncture is also really good at basically just getting us in this like calm, quiet, still zone where our body actually starts to think about long-term goals. So it's not just like, oh, do I have enough glucose like in my blood right now to like run away yeah it's actually thinking about like oh well maybe i should like ovulate this month so that i could conceive a baby potentially or like maybe i should you know build up the lining of my uterus or maybe i should actually be able to digest the food that i just ate so that i can create nutrients in my body from that so our body very much kind of switches in and out of these two zones the fight or flight and the rest and digest but so often in modern day society like we're only kind of rewarded for the fight or flight zone we're like rewarded for like go 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 hustle hustle get shit done and so we kind of like get stuck in the fight or flight and it's often like really hard for people to relax you hear this all the time that like people feel like they can't meditate they can't relax they can't fall asleep i'm pointing to steven over (laughs) here (laughs) steven are you listening to this (laughs) and that's literally it's the it's the way that the nervous system has has switched into fight or flight and it can't turn off and so our body's just going off of cortisol all the time which is the stress hormone that our body releases and like cortisol again it's like western medicine and eastern medicine it's great to have cortisol if you need to run away from a bear but ideally our body shouldn't think that we're being chased by a bear all the time i feel like my body is like if you can just get to the get to the checkout at target (laughs) you know we can be okay and then i get in the car and they're like if you can just make it home and then i get home they're like if you can just make it to the mailbox i love getting the mail yeah this is very interesting yeah and so those and if you look at those two very well studied systems in the body that western medicine is very much like yeah fight or flight rest and digest this is exactly how it works these are the chemicals involved 
it very much is this yin and yang in the body. So it's like when we're looking at someone who's sort of having a really hard time calming down, often what we're saying to them is you need more yin energy. You need to, you need to have more quiet meditative times. You need to have like more restful activities. That doesn't always mean like you need to go into the woods and do qigong. Like it could mean like for some people, Go spend some time in your garden if that's relaxing to you, or maybe take I could, more naps. Maybe or... I could lay on my spunk mat and play The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what a spunk is? No, I don't know what a spunk is. It's an acupressure mat. Oh, does yeah. it have what? Does it have like little spikes that yeah. come up? I love those. I do too. I have They're two good for your them. feet too. Yeah. Well, I could try to stand on it. It's too much. I'm too delicate. Yeah. I'm too feminine. I'm too thin. I will say, even though something like a video game might seem like. I'm at home and I'm quiet and I'm restful. I've played The Sims before and it can be yeah. fucking addictive. Oh. <laughs> and you're like stressed out about like who's coming home from work yeah. when. Yeah, like, oh, my my gym quest isn't done yet and I only have three hours left. Oh, I know all about that. I missed out on those prizes. Yeah, and then they get you. They're like, if you want to pay $10, you can get the gym. And I'm like, of course I want the gym. <laughs> of course. See, does that sound like rest and digest? Well, yeah, you got me there. You got me there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but it can be tricky to kind of like know because, like, for some people, it's like, well, yeah, going home and playing The Sims is more restful than like my job that I hate, but it still is like not necessarily like still all that right. restful and restorative. Right. And so, like, even though comparatively it's maybe more yin, it still maybe isn't yin enough to like help you to relax right. and like rest and restore. Maybe I'll just watch YouTube makeup tutorials. Yeah, that sounds that sounds yin. Yeah, that's right? yin as fuck. Yeah, and like diffuse some essential oils, turn the lights down, put some Tracy Chapman on. Yeah, that's a that's a yin activity. <laughs> I got a fast car. <laughs> I bet she's I bet she's yin as hell. Tracy yeah, right? Chapman. She must be. Um, so also tell me about we've talked before. Except you've never been here before. But yeah. we've talked before about digestion a mm-hmm. bit. So tell me where it's at now. I mean, not the best. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. So not it's still best. like, and by the way, if any of this, like you don't want to discuss, you feel free to put I'm it out. I'm not embarrassed to share with nobody, people I've never met. I'm more embarrassed to share in front of Steven, honestly. But everyone in the world knows I have IBS, like yeah. literally everyone. So I don't really want to get into all that on just because, yeah, yeah, you fine. know, people are driving. Who knows? I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to upset anybody. But yeah, my stomach is a mess. But mm-hmm. hearing these, what I do to myself, it's probably pretty obvious. Like I don't eat. Um, I don't work out. Um, you know, when I'm eating well, quote unquote, and don't stress myself out, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's certainly much better than it used to be when I used to party and drink and eat crap food all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? Some of us are built with goat stomachs and some of us aren't. My sister right. can eat a tin can yeah, and not feel, I mean, I can hardly eat anything and I'm like sick for two days. So yeah. And some people are just more sensitive than other people. Like the way I explain it is we think of our digestive energy, like a stove. And so if you think about like, like a fire, like a flame burner, um, some people's is turned all the way up and like, you can throw anything in the pot. It's going to cook. That's my sister. Some people it's turned all the way down and you got to be careful about what you put in the pot. Like if you put in ice cubes in the pot, you're not going to cook very much. Right. And so like, that's something that is, you just have to be mindful of both of what you're putting in the pot, what you're eat putting in your body and then also like how turned up is the digestion because with acupuncture herbs and lifestyle things you can turn the flame up so basically like 
tune up the spleen chi, we would say, in the body um, so that you have more digestive energy to actually break down the foods and digest it. Because I that's probably also a big part of your low energy is that your body's just not, you're eating things and your body's just not getting a lot out of them. I mean, the things that I see are very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just running right there, yeah. I got a pretty I got I got a pretty good picture. I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the mic. Um what about what about urination? Any issues that are too much, too little, too dark, too clear? Normal? No. Normal, okay. Oh, I meant to bring them. I started taking these pills that I saw on the internet. <laughs> That's a good start. They're like energy supplements or whatever for your brain because i'm always concerned that's another thing that i was i'd like to work on is my brain function i don't know if it's just age but again it could be just constant state of panic i'm in 20 hours a day or if it's the weed but my brain i just feel isn't functioning at its highest i feel like i can't recall words as easily as i used Mm -hmm. to i'm not as eloquent as i used to be so i started taking these pills that are supposed to like give you more mental clarity and they make my pee like highlighter yellow yeah because they probably have b vitamins in them that's it. Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah. Um, I did see it and I was like, that has to be the pills. I'm not crazy. We've all taken... <laughs> is like antibiotics make your pee really yellow too? Um, it can make it darker. Yeah. Um, but B vitamins, it's pretty uh, instant that you take B vitamins and your your pee gets like, like you said, highlighter yellow. You know what's funny? You can make a rhyme out of that for your patients. Go ahead and steal this like... If you eat those bees, you're going to have pee. Okay, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. It's it's almost there. (laughs) If you eat the bee, you'll have highlighter pee. And then another thing I'm curious about is uh, is temperature. Do you tend to run hot, run cold? I'm cold all the time. Yeah. I hate it. I hate cold. Yeah. I'm like Kim Kardashian. I hate air conditioning. (laughs) And wind, too. Are you sensitive to, like, something blowing on you? I hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Our little AC unit in the bedroom, Adam had to make, like, a little... A shelf for the air to go down on him because I was like, I can't sleep when there's air hitting me. Yeah, no, most women are like that. Yeah. Most women like don't want to be hyper cold yeah. and don't and are sensitive to wind. How's your immune system? I don't know. You tell me. You got to check my pulse and my tongue and all that shit. Do you get sick often or do you have allergies? I, I've been getting them because of the, I feel like I never had them until I moved here to yeah. LA because of all, I'll, if when we get those weird shifts in temperature, I always get like a sore throat. Yeah. Um, and lately if I get a sore throat, sometimes I wake up with a stuffy nose, but I know it's because that damn air conditioner. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my best, but I don't knock on wood, get sick very often, mm-hmm. but I try so hard to not. Yeah. I try so, I try to live a very like consistent, I sleep. You know, I I don't party, I don't drink, I don't, because I'm just so worried about being sick, mm-hmm. taking care of my damn self. Yeah. So I'd like yeah. to say no. And China, in Chinese medicine, it's often what causes like uh common colds is we say it, it's basically like wind entering the body. And so that can be air conditioning. It can be um from a fan. It can be from, from a, sco- uh, a ghoul. I could be a goal. A spirit goal. <laughs> a spirit goal. <laughs> An incubus. Well, if you want to get into that, there's actually a lot of, there's a lot in Chinese medicine that talks about like being haunted no. and like there are ghost points to eliminate <gasps> ghosts from the body. No way. There's yeah. acupuncture that'll make ghosts come out of you. Yeah. I Can mean, we put a couple in just in case today? <laughs> you never know, man. What if that's why my, uh, my stomach is so irregular? Maybe I have a, uh, a, a bowel ghost, ghost lurking. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because in in um, in Asian culture, there's just like there's less differentiation of, between like you know, like um, mysticism and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, superstition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all woven into the culture, so it's not like in Western in Western society, we're very kind of we keep everything compartmentalized, where it's like, oh, this is science, and this is voodoo, and this is crazy, and this is like it's they're all very apart from each other. And in Chinese medicine, in Chinese culture, it's it, they're all sort of woven in, where like it's not crazy to talk about someone being haunted. Like you could go into an acupuncture clinic and they're like, you're haunted. Okay. Yeah. Great. Later. <laughs> like, oh my God. That I bet there's people out there right now that are Googling that and are going to go. Yeah. I mean, as I've heard crazy stories where like people really, really feel like they're haunted and they have like, and sometimes it's not always, it's not always necessarily like, you know, my old landlord died in my house and he haunted my body. Like sometimes it's like you're haunted by a past relationship. You're haunted by the death of a parent. You're haunted by past trauma in your life. So like we might interpret it as PTSD. We might interpret it in these different ways, put different labels on it. We're still treating the same thing. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have more than one friend, like crazy friend who's gone to like a psychic or something. And they said to them, there's a, there's something attached to me. They told me that, there's an entity on me. I feel like literally at least five people I know have had that said to them. That's interesting. But it's just, you know, insert eye roll. Okay. <laughs> I consider myself pretty new age and open minded. But when five of my damn friends have a damn spirit attached to them, <laughs> go to a new psychic. You know what I mean? Come on, baby. <laughs> well, and like one of the things, cause I treat, because I specialize in fertility and I treat a lot of pregnant women too. Um, one of the things that's a very traditional treatment that we do between the transition of the first trimester to second trimester and second trimester to the third trimester is something called golden needle treatment. And we put a golden needle in a point called, um, I call it the happy baby point, but it's actually not the happy baby point. It's, I think it's called the beautiful baby point. <gasps> and it, pre- you can make your baby hot inside. <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm coming it- <laughs> to you when I get pregnant, baby. What it does is it prevents the passage of karma from the mother <gasps> onto the child. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. But what if you're a shitty person? You're going to make your baby shitty? Well, if you get the golden needle treatment, you're not passing on your shitty karma. Got it. Okay. That's super fun. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to me today to like make me not get pregnant? Can <laughs> you, you like shut that shit you down? Asked me that last time. <laughs> it's working so far, isn't it? Yeah, no, but, but that's actually a really good question because a lot of people ask that. They're like, okay, if you can turn fertility up, can you turn fertility down? Yeah. And you could, but not from really from a holistic perspective because fertility is very much. So when we were talking about the rest and digest, like because reproduct our reproductive system is sort of like a secondary, maybe even like tertiary system, it's not something we need to survive. Our body doesn't immediately put resources there. Our body's thinking about like, is there enough blood in my brain? Like, are, do I have, have enough protein in my body? Can my muscles move? And then if everything's going well, it's going to divert resources to our reproductive organs. Very interesting. So really a healthy person the healthier you get essentially the more fertile you are yeah and so if i'm you know turning off fertility it would really be probably like telling someone like well yeah go i don't know go drink and stop sleeping and that's <laughs> like, really that interesting that's get really, really stressed interesting. out that might make sense why t 
teens are so damn fertile. Well, and also fertility just starts really high and declines as we age. And so, yes, teens are teens are super duper fertile. Um, and they also there's just so much misinformation about when you ovulate, when you're fertile. Like you hear teens always like passing around. Like, oh, well, I heard you can't get pregnant on your period. You can. Depends on how long your, your I'm cycle telling you, is. I didn't know anything because I went to a southern high school in the Bible Belt that literally doesn't tell you anything. I didn't know anything until I went to University of Texas and I got a liberal education. It was yep. the first time in my life I had, like, realized, oh... That's how your body works. They don't tell you. Well, and I'll tell you now, even that is oversimplified and most people still don't understand. So yeah. I'm often seeing women in their 30s who are coming to me and I'm telling them things they have never heard about their body before. Yeah. Like, did you know that sperm can live in the body for up to five to seven days? Did you know that you... That's terrifying. <laughs> you don't always ovulate on cycle day 14. So like, for example, if a woman has a really short cycle and ovulates early, has a long period, short cycle ovulates early she could easily get pregnant while she's still on her period but it's terrifying other women like that's not necessarily true and it, it also depends on obviously like the quality of the sperm it depends on where you're at in your cycle and can how you make your sperm body better with needles with acupuncture mm -hmm. yeah. yeah very interesting yeah because again you're just you're you're making the body healthier through you know whatever it is if it's like the diet the digestion digestive system that's off if it's um the endocrine system like the hormones that are unbalanced we're helping all of that and then from a chinese medical perspective it's really about like nourishing the kidney chi which is the kidneys are responsible for reproductive organs how interesting mm -hmm. i wouldn't have guessed that yeah yeah i mean listen i never took anatomy i don't know anything <laughs> but it's all very interesting it's like it must be your bladder right i use um <laughs> i use a, a uh, an app to track my fertility oh, which one? It's called uh, FMC, Free Menstrual Calendar. I've been oh. using it for years. I, so right now I'm doing a bunch of, I'm just testing a bunch out. Um, so I'm glad you told me about that. Do you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty basic. There, My friend has one that's like animated and has all these cool pictures. This one's very basic. Yeah. But it's very interesting. And I think I might have also written on that paper that I've been for the past few probably six months i've been getting extreme pain during ovulation oh, yeah that was which i never on. have gotten really um so i was just like what the fuck is going on this is new and so you're always noting sorry always noticing it right around like mid-cycle so yeah like 14 or yeah so. and it shows it on my count yeah. i know this app isn't 100 accurate but um i'm not on hormonal birth control so i really rely on knowing my cycle um to not get pregnant because yeah. i'm married let's not forget i'm married this is innocent <laughs> so don't judge me um so yeah i don't know why it's very interesting yeah because i've been off hormonal birth control now for four years yeah so i had an iud for a while paragard the copper one it was yeah. fucking terrible i it was terrible it. <laughs> yeah I, you had it or you I just never had, had it I just, with i've heard all the horror stories yeah a lot of women get it because they hear the non-hormonal yeah. thing and they're like i don't want hormones in my yeah, body i did that but it actually like it actually still affects your hormones locally so it can still affect your period and it can still affect your hormones systemically because like if you're not bleeding or if you're bleeding all the time yeah. it can basically like from the bottom up change your hormones and also just so many women complain of like really intense pain really constant bleeding it was terrible it was it was it was a fucking nightmare yeah i had it for over a year because i kept being like it'll get better it'll get better it got like a five percent better and Ugh. i took it out because it was very long it's terrible. Yeah. And I looked at the calendar, my free menstrual calendar, and it said, oh, you're going to be hemorrhaging on your wedding day, basically. Oh, my God. And I was God. just like, nope. And I went and got taken out. 
like over a year ago now. Yeah, good for you. And I was like, nope. But I'm at this part, point in my life. I'm 32 years old. I was on hormonal birth control for a decade. And I said to myself, I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just want to go off of it. And that's when I think you and I first I came to you. And you were like, your your body, your, what did you say? Your reproductive system is devastated. That's what you said. You said hormonal birth <laughs> sorry, control devastates. <laughs> no, I love that word. Devastates your reproductive system. Because, you know, it tricks you into... It's crazy. Yeah. As when, women, you know, it's hard for us. Yeah. It falls on us. And like when when I talk about the fertility awareness method, it doesn't mean like fertility awareness method or die, like only use right. that. Like a lot of people use the fertility awareness method in conjunction with barrier method or, you know, when they're most fertile, they just don't have penetrative vaginal intercourse. Like right. whatever it is. Like What's that called? The abstinence method? Well. Right. <laughs> Abstinence would be if you were truly just abstaining from sex entirely. Yeah. But like if you if you're aware of like, okay, the sperm just can't be inside of my body. Like then you're just then you can be a little bit more careful during your fertile window. Yeah. And if you understand how long your fertile window is, too, because so often we see like, you know, on Friends, like Monica and Chandler have to have sex like because she's ovulating. Right. Your That's fertile window is like seven days long. Why do they always do that though? All TV shows are like, we gotta go in the other room and fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're like, my eggs are releasing this moment. But also though, so many people I know had a hard time getting pregnant. So, yeah. well, so what I recommend, cause often what happens is women wait until the day that they're ovulating and then they're like, today's the day I'm right. ovulating. But actually it takes time for sperm to swim up and cause sperm has to fertilize the egg in the fallopian tubes. So basically there should be sperm waiting for the egg when it releases. So if your fertile window is a week long, the fuck other every night, right? No, that other mistake people make oh, is shit. that they fuck every night oh, shit. and you waste the sperm by the time it's, <gasps> you ovulate. So every oh, other day is optimal and you have a whole week to do that. So you only really have to have sex like three or four times. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you say waste the sperm. Is that, you're saying like the average Joe, Right. Like what? He doesn't have that much of a reserve in the tank. So like if he blows his load quite literally and then he d- y'all do it a few more times. Yeah. There's just a few like slow dudes left. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like <laughs> his tank has to fill back up and it takes right. about two days to do that. But how, what makes it what makes it fill back up? Food? No, I mean, the sperm are like brand new little cells that your body has to generate. Okay. I don't know anything. I'm telling you. I literally, I somehow circumnavigated taking any anatomy <laughs> classes. I don't know anything about how, how our damn bodies work. This is very interesting. So if you think about like the way that sperm grows is basically there's this like baseline of like seed cells that sort of like show them how to make sperm. And then like, it's sort of like, it almost like buds off little sperm, like little sprouts off little sperm. I'm trying to think of like what an analogy would be like. They sort of like bubble up to the surface. You know what? You know, fuck you, Schoolhouse Rock. Why didn't they do a song about this? <laughs> they did a song sperm about this. Bubbling Maybe we'd all know. <laughs> Rachel Bloom read a sperm song. I'm telling you, this is right up her alley. So, so men are constantly creating sperm. Um, but it still takes up to three months from like when it first initiates a sperm cell to be like a complete sperm cell. And then women are, there's a lot of misconceptions about this. Women are born with all their eggs, but their eggs are in a dormant state when they're born. So it's not like you're born with all your eggs and by the time you're 35 they're all crusty and dry that's not how it works they're actually like all still dormant they all still look about the same as when you were born it's really in the process of waking them up to be released because again it takes about three months for women also to wake up their follicles and then have them develop into eggs that are released at ovulation and so it's often in that process like the 
cells don't have enough nutrients, the cells don't have enough antioxidants, the cells aren't reproducing, aren't splitting off in a normal way. And so that's why we can have such a strong effect on fertility with diet and supplements and herbs and acupuncture. Because it's not that your eggs have gone bad, it's that your the environment in which the eggs are waking up is not conducive to the eggs staying chromosomally normal. You know what that I just sense. was texting with Haley about? Haley just got a new couch and like she's making her house look really cute. And I was like, you're creating fertile conditions for your for your craft, for your creativity. Sort of like creating fertile conditions for your eggs to wake up. Mm-hmm. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> That's what started going through my head. I want somebody to make me a video with the Evanescence song of like the eggs waking up. <laughs> and popping. Yeah. And like <laughs> going through the tube and the sperm going. Somebody do that for me. That'd be beautiful. I'm. Are you learning a lot, Stephen? Yeah, this is really interesting. So let's get to like what we initially discussed was um, I'm loving all this talk about health and wellness, but like let's talk about my face yeah. because uh, we've talked about this before. Basically, there is something to acupuncture and Eastern medicine putting needles in your face for kind of like a facial or for anti-aging. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Let's get back to the damn face. Yeah. We talked about our, our uh, eggs or our sperm, my, my bowels. Let's get to the face. <laughs> we covered it all. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so really, again, there's like two ways of coming at it from the inside and from the outside. And so from the inside, like, for example, if someone's having acne, a lot of times, which it's, a lot of people email me about. Yeah. And a lot of times it's hormonally related. It might be related to diet, Especially if it's popping up like around PMS, that's when a lot of women have more testosterone in their system, more androgens, which are like the male hormones. And if those are off balance and you have too many of them, it can basically overproduce um, the like the oils in your face and can create more acne. Um, there's also you know dry skin, which could be created by not enough estrogen. Um, rosacea can happen if if there's like imbalance in the body or inflammation in the body, inflammation in the gut. So sometimes it's something that's going on in the gut that we have to like, or in the, in systemically in the body that we have to look at rebalancing hormones or reducing inflammation, clearing heat from the body. Um, and then also just there's natural signs of aging that happen where, you know, as women age, our estrogen naturally kind of comes down. And as we have less estrogen, our skin gets a little bit more brittle and thin and dry. And also our body has a harder time producing and collagen and collagen is what keeps our face really plump and shiny and kind and of like yum. glowy yeah yummy that's what's always like in the like the collagen masks mm -hmm. is like to kind of put the collagen back into your face and everybody's drinking it now yeah i love collagen i'm sure you do <laughs> they don't make any you got it you can't be vegan and have collagen they don't have they do have some with fish like fish ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which do you ever do any fish? No. I would say if I've had some patients who are um, vegetarian and they do do the fish collagen and I really like the brand um, Vital Proteins and they have a fish one and they just started carrying some of their um, more like they have a few vegan products now, but it's like spirulina and they might have like something that's like similar to collagen, but it's like made from algae or something Ooh, like that. Looking that up, baby. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I know collagen inherently is not a vegan product. I'm telling you the plight of my people, <laughs> the plight of my people. Well, and which is interesting because Chinese medicine is very non-vegan. Mm -hmm. Like Chinese herbalism especially uses a lot of animal products because the idea is like you're getting energy from this animal. And so yeah. if this is this an animal or this, insect or whatever it is has a lot of energy naturally like you're kind of getting some of that from it um 
or if it has like really strong adrenal glands, like you're getting at, by taking it, you're, you're kind of getting that boost. And so Chinese medicine is very much about balance, very much about like lots of fruits and vegetables and clean eating, but also like there's this element of like, animal proteins also add this like element of kind of again it's like the yin and the yang Mm -hmm. animal animal products are more yang and and plant-based products are more yin again Um, i'm yin as hell baby (laughs) i don't need to take animals (laughs) we'll see and so um so then topically on the face you can basically you can tone the muscles of the face because like again there's just muscles in your face that don't normally get super toned unless you're doing like weird face yoga um which i'm not opposed to yeah, I'm not opposed to it either. I just saw someone. Did you see that video? Yeah. <laughs> Steve posted yeah. <laughs> you squeeze a ball in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, listen, I almost ordered that. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm trying to do everything I can for this damn mug. I can't eat collagen. I got to do something. <laughs> that killed me with yeah. that guy like lifting weights and squishing I'll, his I'll mouth. Post, <laughs> I'll post what Jack was talking about on the natchbeat.com blog it's for this episode. so good. Yeah. So like this big muscly guy like lifting weights and clenching this ball in his mouth. <laughs> so strange looking. Um, so so that's one way to tone the muscles but also that the needles can get in there and tone all these small muscles that are hard to tone and then um, which is just going to generally kind of like lift the face and give like a glowy texture and then also if there's any fine lines the needles can kind of go in there and again sort of um, encourage the body to produce more collagen to fill out those lines. And so I find that it's really, it's not the sort of thing that's going to compare at all to Botox or to a facelift or to fillers. But if you do it regularly enough, it can have this overall effect. And a lot of people will report that, you know, the two to three days after an acupuncture facelift, they just feel a little bit more glowy, Oof, a little I bit more. Wait. Yeah. So it, it just gives you that sort of like oomph. Oh, yeah. Girl, I need all that oomph. And so is there any particular area that you want to work on? Are there like hmm. like brow lines or like you I mean, want a general lift? The, the only thing about my face that when I look in the mirror, I like instantly see and it like reminds me of my real age is my under eye and, and, the, and my crow's feet. Mm-hmm. Everything else I'm pretty happy about. And when you say under eye, like darkness? No, I have this texture under my eyes. I don't don't think you can probably do anything about it. I'm getting a chemical peel in a couple weeks. That's (laughs) going to be another segment. But um, I'm trying all kinds of shit. I'm getting a vampire facial. I've got a lot of shit on the books. What's a vampire facial? They remove blood from your arm, and then they shake the blood and get the platelets out, the plasma, and then they put the plasma all over your face. But they also micro-needle your face, so they put little injuries all over your face, but they put the plasma on it, and it's supposed to make the plasma grow in your face. I don't know. That was a layman's uh, description. But I'm excited about it. That sounds rad. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to do that first. I basically am trying to avoid getting anything else injected into my face because I'm not a fan. So I'm trying to do everything. I'll just get blood ripped out of my face and put back on. (laughs) That sounds much more normal than Botox, doesn't it? I'll just have a laser. Yes, I've done lasers. They don't do shit for me. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, me too. Are we going to do other needles on me too? Yeah, we'll do some body needles too. Because if we just do face needles, it's a little bit too much energy in the head. You need some grounding points. And then also we'll address the other, you know, the hand and the pain, the pain in the hands. And um, we can also address like the ovulation pain as well. Um, You marked on here. But let me just see where you're at in your cycle. I just ovulated a few days ago. And did you feel the pain this cycle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bad. And you feel it on one side? Um you get both sides or right in the middle. I feel like both, 
But I, it's also really, I basically think I'm pregnant every month because I'm not on birth control. And I was like, well, I'm pregnant. Fuck it. I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? And I start flipping the fuck out until my period. This is a really healthy way to live. <laughs> um, it's definitely not a long-term thing, but we're trying to figure out if we want to have a kid or not. We're trying, we're having that conversation. That's where we're at. If we want to have a kid, then I'm not going to get back on anything. But if we aren't, then I'm going to snip, you know, snip up or something. Yeah. Plug or, up. It might, what might be a good option for you is, um, is one of the hormonal IUDs, the Mirena or the Skyla. Oh, I know, but... Because even though uh, they're hormonal, they actually reduce bleeding. And so a lot of women have really light periods or some even stop ovulating. I know, but stop hurts menstruating. so bad to get put in. I know. Oh they're not God. great. They're not great. I've never felt anything like that, Mirena, or that Paragard. But I also did it at Planned Parenthood and they're definitely not known for their gentle touch. Yeah. Um, this was before I had insurance. I did that a few years ago. And there was like 95 women watching because they teach, which I'm all about. But like literally there was 90 people watching and it was so terrible. My legs were shaking afterwards for like two hours uncontrollably. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, it's just your body's visceral reaction to that amount of pain. It's normal. Oh I was like, motherfucker, it was terrifying. I've never felt anything as terrible as that. Oh. That Paragard and me were not friends. We had a terrible run. It was yeah. the worst fucking thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, but I just, could do whatever I wanted. It was very liberating to know that like nothing can get me pregnant no matter what. Like I definitely felt like more liberated. Yeah. But it's not worth it. Yeah. No way, Jose. Yeah. Well, and honestly, just the, even the fertility awareness method, like you, if you wanted to get more serious about like testing for ovulation and knowing exactly when you ovulate and knowing exactly when your fertile window is, you could do that. And like, that would basically be like in a lot of accounts, like if you're doing it correctly and you're really diligent, diligent about it, it can be just as effective as a lot of forms of birth control. Uh, when you say that, sorry, this is going to little, could a guy still blast off in you? <laughs> Yeah, like during, during during times of your cycle that you're not fertile. Yes, yes. I like That's the term terrifying. blast off. That's terrifying to me. That's terrifying to me. I'm telling Hi. you, my luck. One motherfucker would chill up in that <laughs> dump, chill chill up in that tube, waiting for his moment. One motherfucker would get up in there, and then I have to have a damn kid. Which I want a kid. I'm just you know I'm 32, so I'm in that part of where I'm like. If I wait too much longer, what's going to happen? Is, you know, am I going to have problems? Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm in this weird state, but it's like, yeah. I can't have a kid in this apartment. I got to get a new apartment. You know, I got to get maybe some more Natchbute sponsors coming to get some more cash going. <laughs> I get a new place. Then I can have a kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, no time's the right time, they always say. I know, right? I mean, I'm sure in your line of work, you deal with this all the time. Yeah. You probably see women cry, have fucking breakdowns. I also can't tell you how many, like, 20-somethings are like, I got this fertility awareness method thing and then like get pregnant Yeah, because it's like you have to be 10 times more careful and you can't just be like, it's fine. I think I'm not ovulating. Like, especially, especially, especially if you have irregular cycles, if you don't right. have the same length of a cycle every single cycle, like I naturally would have like, you know, 35, yeah. 40 day cycles. Oh, that's cool. They were, I mean, this was before I like it became much more regulated with Chinese right. medicine, but like I would have really long cycles. And so I was really unclear about when For I was sure. ovulating. Mine are within four days, like 28 to 32 days. Yeah. But sometimes it's late. Sometimes it's early. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause when I was in high school, I would have my period every two weeks. Oh God. Talk about fertile Myrtle. That's awful. Eggs were flowing out of me like a damn diner. <laughs> I was just like, this is insane. It was insane. Order up. Ding, ding. Eggs over easy. I'm telling you, it was a damn nightmare. And I got on, I got on the pill in college just to like, you know, I started experimenting sexually. 
<laughs> but you told your mom that you just my wanted dad, to be yeah. safe. <laughs> no, my dad was like, I don't care. I don't, I'm not stupid. I know you're going to, you know, he's like, get on the pill. That's all I ask. It was a very uncomfortable conversation, but quite frankly, it probably saved me. Yeah. Who knows what would happen? Yeah. Have you seen Teen Mom? It's very real. The <laughs> South, they don't teach you that shit because Jesus doesn't want you to have sex. But everybody does. Jesus just turns away. So let's get these needles in. So let me have a look at your tongue. All the way. Uh, uh. And then let me see the underside too. Okay. 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 Okay, so it's, I mean, it's to be expected that it is pale, but it's actually not super duper pale. Wait, what do you mean it's to be expected? Because well, I'm vegan? because you're vegan. Yeah. yeah. So it's so it's really common for vegan and vegetarian women to have pale tongues, because that's a sign of blood deficiency. Man, I, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I know, last time I saw you, I was like, you gotta eat that molasses. Yeah. So you were like, I got it. It was disgusting. disgusting. There's lots of options. I mean, like... Dark leafy green vegetables are good for building blood. Um, B vitamins. So like, like my weird pills like I'm taking. Weird pills and whatever else is in there. Um, have you ever done nutritional yeast? Girl, I put on everything. I love nutritional I put yeast. on everything. Yeah. That's good for building blood. B vitamins. Um, and then also like microalgaes, like spir- spirulina, chlorella. I gotta get some of that. I don't know. I don't have any. I'm not that good of a vegan. Yeah. All like, that I don't stuff. know any of that shit in those nature well shakes. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> throw it in. Yeah, throw it in, baby. <laughs> and then there's a little bit of duskiness, too, which is like blood stagnation. And so that often happens when the blood is deficient. It's like the blood's not filling up the vessel very much and the blood's not moving very quickly. So then it becomes sort of stagnant. And so that's probably why you are having this um, ovulation pain. Like, because the blood's stuck, basically. Ew, I don't like that. I hate blood. Ew. <laughs> what about my workout? Is that going to help? Yeah, workouts will help. And so the other big thing is, like, this basically spleen chi deficiency, which is, like, the low digestive fire, like, the fire being turned down, and then liver chi stagnation, which is, like, the liver is responsible for circulating chi evenly throughout the body. So if you think about it being, like, you want it to be, like, real nice, gentle waves up and down. And if you have a regular lifestyle, irregular meal times, irregular sleep schedule lots of stress in the lifestyle then basically the liver chi starts to be like these big peaks and valleys like huge tidal waves and then droughts and tidal waves and droughts and so sounds like living in LA (laughs) we want it to be like gentle up and down up and down and that also helps with the chi circulation and the blood circulation kind of go hand in hand where like if your chi is circulating more regularly then you're not going to have quite as much of like the cold hands and feet, the pain in the hands, like the tingly sensation that goes down your arms, like all of that will improve as the chi is more kind of regular and the spleen chi is built up. Well, chi 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 chi, baby, get that chi going. I'm ready. Chi me up. Let me feel your pulse too. Let's do oh. both. Yeah, both at the same time. Just uncross your ankles. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's gonna be like, and you're a corpse. <laughs> Your diagnosis is that you've died. Jacqueline's holding on to Jackie's wrist, firm. Yeah, and so your your pulse pretty much pat- matches your pattern of your tongue too. So it's like it's thin, meaning that there's not a lot of blood in the pulse, but there's still this like wire. We call it a wiry pulse, like a guitar string, like it's sort of taut and like tense. I mean, I so, like I like music. <laughs> that sounds fun to me. That's not good. So it's like there's not a lot of blood there, and the chi is really sort of stuck and tense. So we want to like free my chi. Yeah, we want to nourish free the blood. Free my chi and the rest will follow. <laughs> I'm going to write a whole 
whole album was just songs from this session. <laughs> or like a mashup where they all go. Yes. Oh my God. Free Your Cheat would be a hit, baby. That would be good. Yeah. Um, so it's this pattern of blood deficiency, not enough blood, and that creates it to come, it causes it to kind of get sticky and stagnant. And then the liver chi is also sort of stuck and stagnant too. So the more we, in your system, it's all from like deficiency. It's like you yeah. don't have enough chi and blood in your system. And so everything's just sitting there. And so the more you like add nourishing foods into your diet and the more you, the exercise will get things moving, but they go hand in hand. It's like you have to build it up and move it and build it up and move it. If you just build it up, then it still might be stuck. Yeah. And if you just move it, you might not have enough. You have to do it hand in hand. So it's sort of like... We're getting a whole makeover today. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's get started. Yeah. So post needles, here I am. Um, spoiler alert, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to do a quick wrap up, to tell Jacqueline uh, to plug her shop, her website, anyone in LA that has any issues that want to talk to her, she's available. And talk about your specialty a little bit. So maybe if there's someone listening that something's like, oh, that's something that I could use. Yeah. So I specialize in women's reproductive health. So I treat a lot of fertility, infertility. I treat a lot of pregnant women, postpartum, and then also women who aren't necessarily looking to conceive, but just want to balance their hormones, regulate their cycle, deal with menstrual pain, ovulation pain, anything like that. So if it has to do with the uterus and the ovaries, I'm pretty well equipped to treat that. But also extensions of that, like I treat a lot of hormonal disorders, um, autoimmune conditions, um, a lot of internal med stuff. Um, so most, like most of the issues that ladies are dealing with, it Chinese medicine responds really well to that. But also anything. Pretty much anything. I mean, right. it's it's medicine. So I treat IBS. I treat anxiety. I treat depression. I treat insomnia. And often, like, you know, no one is just, like, one symptom and that's it. It's often this mix of, like, yeah, I have a few of these things going on. So if we're addressing fertility, we can also address digestion. We can also address headaches. We can also address acne, um, whatever's going on in that unique person. And you could also, if I wanted to keep getting these needle facials, what do you call them? Yeah, like acupuncture facelift. Acupuncture facelift. How often would I want to come in and do them? So those a lot of people will want to get like weekly, yeah, basically. That's what I do. Baby. And I will say with the acupuncture facelift, you it's re- you basically can only really focus on that. And you can add some other needles to address the overall presentation. But it wouldn't be super effective to like, you know, boost fertility if we were doing face needles every single time. Because like we counted, you had like like 10 needles in your body and like 15 needles in your face. Yeah. So if you think about just the message that the body's getting, it's face heavy. That's pretty much what I tell my body every day. <laughs> yeah. Face heavy all the way. So if we're, if we're focusing on the face, that's fine. But if we're really trying to, you know, balance hormones or right. affect the digestive system, Get we're going to gonna, the cause of the issue. Yeah. We're going to really go more body needles than anything else. Tell everybody your website and your Instagram. So my website is sweetbeatacupuncture.com. And my Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter are all sweetbeatacu. So you can find me the same handle on all of those. Um, and acu has one C. Yeah, just one C. I always put two Cs in acupuncture. Yeah, it's like you you assume it's going to be like accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Just one C. So Yeah, guys, one C. So S-W-E-E-T-B-E-E-T. A-C-U. So yeah, it's like beat like the food, not beat like the music. Like the beats on Nickelodeon's Doug. (laughs) 
Do you remember that? Killer Tofu? Yes. Yeah, that's really good. That's a legit song. Um, well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. Of course, do I look pretty? You look beautiful. I feel honestly, I feel really good. Yeah, I feel I feel like I got a little pep in my step. Yeah, so I'm feeling really good. Yeah, and you'll have to show everyone what you look like with the needles in your face. Did you take a photo? Okay, great. Well, that's going to conclude this episode of Natch Butte. Um, everybody, uh, you know, you know the drill. Uh, stay cute. And uh, oh, what is it? I had something I wanted to tell everybody. Oh yeah, cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh.